0: welcome everybody it is friday so you know it's time to get in the cage here it's brought to you by the emerald queen casino it's always a pleasure to speak to this man he joins us on the zeke's pizza hotline you can read his stuff at mmafighting.com and for you you uh movie and tv show fans out there he's got a a website you should check into nerdcoremovement.com is where you can find all of that stuff i'm talking about our buddy damon martin with us damon how are you man i'm good i'm good thanks for having me as always yeah it 's good it 's good to talk to you again and let 's get to the i uh, get i guess, guess it 's probably still the biggest story in MMA right now and that is the return of Conor mcgregor he 's going to go up against cowboy Cerrone, and i you know it 's interesting Damon is you know we've speculated for i don 't know what 's it been a year now we 've been talking about who his next opponent could be and is it going to be at this weight and this guy. I, I like this fight. I don't like it at 170. I think that favors Cerrone. But do, give me your take. Do you like the opponent? And what do you think of uh, the the weight that they're fighting at?
1: Yeah, you know I like the opponent. You know it, it kind of bums me out that suddenly because Cowboy Cerrone has lost a couple of fights and everyone is treating him like he's some kind of bum and you know he's not you know he's not worthy of this fight while forgetting that Hunter is also coming off a you know pretty lopsided loss of his own against Cabeza de So. Uh, I think it's actually a really good matchup. I think it's a matchup that makes sense. Cowboy brings his own star power. Obviously you probably don't need much of that when you're going against Connor. But I think he brings his own audience and his own star power into the fight. Uh I don't really I, I'm with you. I don't really like the fact that it's a welterweight. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me why it's a welterweight outside of you know what I put on Twitter the other day. I truly believe that if he wins I think Connor's gonna gun for a fight with Jorge Mazadal and it would make more sense if he fought a welterweight first before doing that. Uh, but outside of that, and that's a minor quibble. I mean, you know, I don't think Connor's a natural welterweight by any stretch of the imagination. But I really don't think Cowboy is either. Uh, so, you know, I guess maybe we're just going to have a fun fight where two guys aren't cutting as
0: much weight. Well, what what do you think of the matchup? How does it play out in your mind? I know it's you know it's still months away, but who who do you favor in this? I mean, you brought up they both have lost recently. Connor has has not been in the cage for over a year. What what do you what do you think if you were betting right now? Where do you where do you put your money?
1: Well, I mean, you have to lean towards Connor McGregor for a couple of reasons. One being he does have, you know, great punching power, and he does have, you know, a laser sight for a left hand. And that's, you know, typically the guys that Cowboy has struggled against on the feet are the guys who can come after him with a lot of accuracy and, and deal with his kicks. And, you know, I think Connor can deal with those kicks, and I think that left hand down the middle is going to cause some problems for Cowboy. I think Cowboy... You know, for him to win this fight, he needs to dig it into the later rounds. You know where Connor has struggled in the past with his cardio and conditioning, and I think he would actually be much smarter to go for takedowns and work for a ground game because he's actually got a great ground game. But I think there's going to be a little bit of pride at work there, where maybe he's going to want to stand and trade with Connor McGregor. I think Connor's power and I think Connor's accuracy are going to give Cowboy problems, uh, and especially because Cowboy is, is traditionally a the slow starter, and Connor is a very very fast starter, as we know from. The Jose Aldo fight and the first Nick, uh, first Nate Diaz fight, the second D S fight, he comes sprinting out of the gate, and that's kind of the opposite of what Cowboy does. So I think that actually benefits Connor quite a bit
0: is it, it, as far as what the fight means to each fighter, I, I I feel like it means the world to Connor. If he loses, I think it's it sends shockwaves. It's, you know, that'll be two in a row that he's lost. And if you want to go with the Floyd fight and the boxing, that's three. We hadn't seen him win in forever. So it just becomes, that becomes the storyline that he's a different fighter. Whereas you, you touched on it. There are people that think Cowboy's washed up, whether that's true or not. I, I'm with you. I disagree. I don't think he is, but I don't think it's. I don't. I don't think it damages him as much because I think some people already have that perception. But just who, who does it matter most to? I guess is is the question for you.
1: Well, it definitely matters more to Connor. I mean, the reality is a loss here. While it doesn't, you know, it doesn't put him out by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, he could lose here, and again, it depends on how he would lose. With a you know vicious and a kick knockout, it's a different loss than if he loses by split decision after five rounds. But. If he goes out there and gets beat and loses the fight, you know there's still a potential for Connor to, you know, maybe fight, uh, you know, maybe fight a Nate Diaz, and that would still be a big fight. Nate's coming off a pretty lopsided loss in the zone against Masvidal, and that's still a big fight. I think people would still tune in for that fight, even if both guys are coming off losses. Uh, but I think, obviously, for his long-term plans, it's much more damaging. I mean, the reality is, if he wants to get back to Habib. He wants to get that Jorge Masvidal fight, and you don't get either one of those. If you get lost, if you lose or get knocked out by Cowboy Cerrone. And on the flip side for Cowboy, I mean, this is, I will say it's a, it's a no lose situation. There's obviously a risk involved in every fight, but I don't think anyone is going to, you know, lose respect for Cowboy because Cowboy's lost fights like this before in terms of, you know, title fights, in terms of number one contenders fights. He's been out there and had those kind of moments before and fallen short, and he's still a guy who will come back. And fight the very next best guy out there, and he'll fight eight times in 2020. You know, that's, right. his, that's his, that's thing. So <laughs> I don't think Cowboy really has nearly as much to lose as he does to gain, whereas Connor has everything to lose, and obviously something much to gain, but the reality for Connor is your win just gets him to what he really wants, which as I said, I believe is Jorge hand and eventually have even Magomedov. But if he loses here, both of those go away.
0: By the way, you, you brought up Nate Diaz. I, I'm having a hard time keeping up. Is he retired? Is he not retired? Uh, you know, if we, That was this question before the fight, then after the fight. Uh, where, where are we at with him? Do you know?
1: I think Nate Diaz is, is as retired as the next best offer that comes into him. Uh, I think Nate is comfortable sitting out and, and, and just doing his thing until they come to him and say, hey, we're going to pay you a boatload of money, and here's the offer, and here's the fight that interests you. And that's really what it's going to come down to. I do believe a fight against Dustin Poirier makes a lot of sense after that fight was scheduled. He got scrapped, and I talked to Dustin a couple of weeks ago, and he told me that is definitely a fight he's interested in and really wants. And I think if they pony up and pay Nate enough, I think he would get back in there for a fight against a guy like Dustin Poirier. But I truly, honestly believe Nate Diaz is as retired as the next best offer that comes to his plate.
0: How about his brother? I'm sure you watched his interview with Ariel Helwani where he, he... – I don't know if he was under the influence or if he's just compromised. It, it was really disconcerting to watch that. He's not—he's he, never been the most eloquent speaker as it is, but he seemed way off on that, and he was talking about wanting to fight Jorge Masvidal. This is a guy who hasn't been in the cage in forever, hasn't won in forever. What kind of demand is there for, for Nick to return, and would you want to see it? Did that video concern you at all?
1: Uh what I wanna say sure, I mean Nick still has fight left in him and I think Nick is still a very talented guy if he's motivated. The video didn't concern me as it did as much as it did a lot of people, and the reason I say that is because I've known Nick Diaz for the better part of fifteen years. And the first time I interviewed him uh was back in Cospel back now, was it two thousand five, two thousand four, somewhere around there when I first interviewed him. And he was, you know, he was all over the place back then and that was when he's you know, twenty three years old or whatever it is or 22 or whatever it was at the time, obviously, yes, he did did look a little bit, you know, like maybe he had had, you know, maybe he he did a little wake and bake in the morning before he did the the interview or something. Maybe that was the case. But, yes, he seemed a little bit more rambling, a little bit kind of out there. But, I mean, that's the idea. I think for anyone that's, you know, fooling themselves, Nick has always been this articulate guy who's, you know, suddenly, you know, kind of losing his marbles a little bit. I think he's crazy. You know, I've been on conference calls with Nick where you ask him a question, he'll go on like a ten minute rant, and then you forget what you asked him by the time he's done answering it. So Nick's just that guy; that's who he is. So was he? A, did he seem a little off? Maybe, but again, I think maybe, you know that's just because you know maybe he uh, maybe he enjoyed a little wacky tobacco before the interview, and uh, and you know maybe that was the result.
0: Hey, I read a thing. I think it was posted by our our mutual friend Kevin Ioli from Yahoo Sports talking about that Dana White and Floyd Mayweather have uh, agreed in principle to something, and, you know, people are speculating as to what that is. Is it going to be another crossover fight? Is he going to fight – I know Jorge Masvidal has said he wants to fight him. Everybody wants to fight him because it's a big payday. But but as a fan, I mean, yeah, the Connor thing was the, the buildup was much more entertaining than the fight. I feel like Floyd carried him. I think it's going to be the same outcome regardless of who steps into whose backyard. Floyd, you know, he steps into a boxing ring. I don't care if he's 45 years old. It, it's not going to be competitive unless he makes it such. And the same would be true if he stepped into a cage. If he doesn't run, that fight doesn't last 90 seconds. So what what... I don't really want to see it, I guess is my point. Do you, what do you think we're going to see, and is that something you want to see? Do you want to see another MMA fighter cross over and step into the boxing ring?
1: No, I really don't. And, and I can't blame the MMA guys for doing it, to try to go and get a big payday like that. I can't fault them for wanting that. But, no, I don't want to see it. I don't think the majority of fans want to see it either. And I don't think we're ever going to see Floyd actually cross over a MMA. I mean, the guy has too far too much pride to want to go out there. I mean, he would lose to, I would say, pretty much any lightweight on the roster or featherweight on the roster. And that's not an insult to Floyd Mayweather. He's just not a mixed martial artist. I mean, he's going to get mauled by anybody in the UFC in terms of mixed martial arts. I don't care how good his boxing is. It's just a mismatch because he doesn't know the other skill sets you need to compete in the octagon. And as far as the other side, I mean, there's no one in the UFC who's going to compete with Floyd Mayweather in boxing. It's just not going to happen The skill level is just too far apart for Masvidal or, or Conor or anybody else for that matter. So, no, I think what this really is is, is you know, with Floyd, you know, out of contract with Showtime, and, and now he wants to make some money, you know, he's in a position where him and Dana can team up and, you know, maybe launch the beginning of Zufa boxing. And maybe the way they do that is with a Floyd Mayweather comeback fight against a guy like Manny Pacquiao or somebody else out there that would be, a you know, a less dangerous fight. They're not going to put him in there with Canelo Alvarez, or any of the other guys at the top of their game right now, they're going to put him in there in a, what I would call a "quote unquote" legends fight, mm-hmm. uh, and let him let him bring in a big, big payday. Let Dana you know launch Zufa Boxing and work with Floyd, and I, I think that's fine. You know, Dana wants to do it, and could you imagine a better way to do it with you know arguably the biggest boxing star in the last twenty years uh, with Floyd Mayweather? So I think that's what they're teaming up to do, and I think Floyd probably getting involved with Zufa Boxing is a smart idea because obviously he has his stable of fighters and guys he can bring in. And obviously he still you know, commands a pretty uh, pretty spectacular crowd. So I think that's what this is. I don't think Floyd's pride would ever allow him to cross over to MMA. And I don't think Dana is really interested in watching any of his best guys go out there and just get you know, dismantled by a guy like Floyd Mayweather, 42 or 43 years old.
0: Hey, last one before I let you go. we're speaking with our buddy Damon Martin here on 710 ESPN Seattle. Uh, bad news for Brian Ortega, obviously, obviously suffering the knee injury. He is out of uh, his fight with the Korean Zombie. Frankie Edgar steps in. Obviously, he's a big name. Edgar's getting on in his career. What, what do you think of this matchup? Short notice fight for him. How, how do you see this playing out? Do you think it's a good choice for Edgar?
1: I think I think it's an okay choice for Frankie. I mean Frankie's a guy who never really stops training and so I think this is another opportunity for him to, you know, kind of prove he's a company guy who's always willing to step up to the challenge. I do feel bad for Corey Sandhagen who he was supposed to fight in his bantamweight debut next month in January. Uh there's still a chance, you know, maybe that fight actually happens, but I have a high probability that it doesn't, because I can't imagine Frankie's want to go you are know, wanting to go five rounds with the Korean Zombie, and then turn around and fight again four weeks later. I have a hard time believing that could actually happen. But I know Frankie was really bummed out. He was supposed to fight the Korean Zombie last year at the 25th anniversary show for the UFC, and he ended up having to fall out of that one due to injury, which is a rarity for Frankie Edgar. So I think he always wanted to get that fight and kind of conclude what he didn't get to do last year. So I think that's really what this comes down to. It's a fight he was supposed to have, I think in the back of Frankie's mind, because he's not a guy who typically pulls out of fights or, or gets injured a lot, that he kind of want to make up for it because he's just not that kind of guy. And, and I think that's just, you know, it's a golden opportunity. He saw it opening, and he took it. And listen, it's not going to get him any closer to another featherweight title shot. And it's not going to move him any closer to a bantamweight title shot. But it's a fun fight, and I'm not going to fault the guy at this stage in his career where we've got to know You know, the the, the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, is there for Frankie Edgar. If he wants to go out and take a big fight like this, take this opportunity, who are we to say shouldn't do
0: it? He is Damon Martin of MMAFighting.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at Damon Martin. Also, for you uh, movie and TV fans, NerdCoreMovement.com. Some really good stuff happening there as well. Damon, we always appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for the time, and we'll, uh, we'll talk soon.
1: Thanks again for having me. Talk soon.